0: Welcome back to the mode. Today we have a special guest.
1: We actually have two special guests, but one of them is Duke. Just kidding. But we're talking to Duke Moose and Kirsten Jones about photography today.
0: Kirsten, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hello,
2: I'm Kirsten. I am a photographer with Duke. Duke's my. uh, best friend Kesley is also a really good friend of mine (laughs) so anyways hmm, a few facts about me I know you didn't ask but I'm just gonna tell you I love ice cream so the the gift cards are welcome
0: (laughs) oh she does love ice cream I can't go anywhere with her without her eating ice cream
1: Yeah, so we asked you guys for requests and something other than travel stories that was highly, highly requested was talking about photography. And I mean, I'm biased, but Duke and Kirsten are who shot my wedding. So they're basically the best photographers. And we had you guys ask a bunch of questions. And today we're going to talk to them about them.
0: You've all been waiting for a photography podcast episode and we are here to deliver. So let's jump right in.
1: Okay, so the first question, which I'm pretty sure you hate this question, but a love lot of people... that we're starting out with it then. <laughs> a lot of people asked, when did you guys start shooting or how did you start being a photographer?
0: I've answered this question about 7,000 times. Um, so I'd love now to... Now you just s- get it out of the way for everyone. I'd love to <laughs> set the record straight, actually. Yes. Thank you, Kesley. I'll go first. You're if a little that's sassy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's my character. Typical. So I basically started taking wildlife (laughs) photos um, up in Yellowstone and Grand Teton. And then my older sister, Kesley, forced me to take portraits of her for her Instagram.
1: He used to say, turn around, no one wants to see your face. And then take a picture of the back of my head.
0: That was during during my adventure phase. So I took her portraits and then I decided that I wanted to be an adventure photographer with like a photo of a girl with like landscape. All right. That was short lived. Then I started taking portraits and senior portraits and then eventually it just went into weddings. Yeah.
2: Okay. I started photography about seven years ago and I started in high school. Um, I just w- was taking photography classes and had the opportunity to do an internship with another photographer. She did studio photography, which was not up my alley, but I still, you know what? I learned how to vacuum really well. <laughs> That's what she had me do. <laughs> so I did learn, I did watch some like photography videos during it, but um anyways, so then from there, I got a nicer camera and just basically taught myself. I did a couple weddings, second shooting, so that I could kind of see, but mostly it was just trial and error. And yeah. Do you have
1: something to add, Duke? You're looking very
0: No, I'm just excited. ready to tackle the next question.
1: Okay. Um, what camera body and lens are your favorites to use? All
0: right, so a popular wait, what's that phrase? Contrary to popular belief, that I very <laughs> <good>. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I think that I only need one lens. I only have one lens, um, which is the Canon 35 millimeter lens. I love it. Um, when you shoot with a 35 millimeter, it's basically just how it would look in real life if you're looking at it. So you kind of know what focal length it's going to be before you even put the camera up to your face. And I also use the Canon 5D Mark IV body.
2: Okay, so Duke has kind of converted me because I used to use a 50 and that was all I shot with. And then I tried out his um, Sigma 35 when he had that one. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want this lens. So I had, at one point I had a 50 millimeter and a 35 millimeter. And then I ended up just using the 35 millimeter all the time. So ended up selling my 50 and I use a Mark three. So I know, I know Duke is, Duke is mad about it, but don't worry. We're going to purchase a Mark four. We're all going to be on the same page.
0: The only reason I'm a little bit upset about the fact that she uses a Mark three is because I have Kirsten, second shoot weddings for me all the time and the way that colors are produced in different camera bodies are like very different every photo that Kirsten takes even if it's the same exact settings has more of like a red tint to it so it makes editing really challenging
1: so skip the cheap ones go for the more expensive mark four is the one Wait, is that the difference between like, I don't, I don't know the difference between those.
0: It's like the difference between an iPhone 8 and an iPhone 10.
1: Portrait mode versus just having (laughs) normal.
0: (laughs) Portrait mode versus just that 2x (laughs) zoom. Yeah.
1: Okay. So since you were talking about the challenges with editing, um, there were a lot of questions about presets. Um, so how do you guys get your presets to work on every photo? Um, or like, how do you figure out your style?
0: I feel very passionate about presets and here's what I have to say about them working on every photo. No preset will ever work on every photo and no... Hold
1: on, this is Cassidy, except for my mobile presets, they work on everything. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> no photo, no preset, I know. no Giggle. preset <laughs> will work on a photo with just a one-click edit, which a lot of people... Think that a preset you can just click it and it magically changes all of the colors and lighting to be perfect but that's not the case every photo that you take it could be even right after you took another photo like seriously right after could have different lighting different this different that that you have to adjust on the preset Um, so when you're editing you have to edit every photo even though you use a preset the preset is just a base filter so that everything has the same look
2: yes and becoming super comfortable with the hsl sliders has changed my life it is something that every photographer should use and it will make editing a lot easier um as far as how i found i don't know the style that i liked i just knew that i liked warmer colors and um yeah so i just kind of went with that I just want to look golden, you know? Who doesn't want to look golden?
0: Can't Uh, relate.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. Um, Wait, me and Kirsten like to call ourselves the fire and the ice because mm. Kirsten has a very warm editing tone and I have a little bit more of a cold editing tone. So we call ourselves the fire and the ice, which is also known as the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana, 2008.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, I appreciate that. But I remember when... When Duke first started editing pictures of me, I would always be like, can you make me look tanner? Can you make me look tanner? But then I looked like I had a spray tan because he knew what looked better. But I just always was like, I'm looking so white. And so I understand the goldenness, the wanting the golden. But now I love it. But, you know, it just took some getting used to.
2: Yeah, I think Duke has perfected the like, I don't know, his the skin tones are still they're pretty warm. But. The The rest of the photo is usually pretty cool. So it's not like you look like washed out or, you know, or blue, you know, you're not ice completely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Every photographer's style changes as time goes on. And I actually have been looking into this recently and I went back and looked oh. at some of what now? I, know, I
1: thought you were going to say you were going to change your style. No. And I was like, don't please. <laughs>
0: I have gone back and looked at some of my old work and I can tell that my style, and well, I can see exactly how my style has changed over time, even through the past six months, which is how new presets are kind of developed because as time goes on, my editing style and my editing techniques evolve and so do the presets and so do the way the photos look. So while I used to have very Cold skin tones, my skin tones have gradually gotten warmer over time. I try and have, like, a warm skin tone with a colder rest of the photo. Um, Yeah. Next question. Thank you. you. Next.
1: (laughs) Okay. The next question, this is kind of a jumble of some of them, but I can't ask every question. So uh, how do you know how to price? And also, how did you start making money? Like, when did you go from shooting for free to shooting – to charging people
2: okay well it's good to start um by doing free shoots because you're building your content and um you have things for people to look at but once it gets to be too much and there's too many people um then you should start charging i mean you shouldn't even wait till that point you should only do a couple of free shoots and then jump into charging and don't start by charging a lot but the higher the demand the more you're going to need to need to raise your prices And like for Duke, his demand was crazy, like right off the bat. So he was able to just basically charge whatever and people would pay it, you know. And so and for me, it was more of a gradual thing and also a confidence thing. Like I was worried that I was going to be charging too much and um, I wasn't going to book shoots. So honestly, Duke kind of gave me the confidence to bump him up because um, he would tell me that I could and then i started doing it and i was noticing that mm, the same amount of people were booking and so i was able to even bump them up more so yeah
0: in my opinion on pricing i feel like you should do a couple of free shoots to build your portfolio you know call up your best friends that are dating and take pictures of them but then once people start reaching out to you for you to take photos of them, that is your signal that you should start charging. It can be as little or as much as you want, um, but that is kind of when you should start charging and your prices should go up, as Kirsten was saying, when the demand goes up. So if you want to be happy in life, don't accept seven shoots in a week. I've made that mistake. Um, If you're starting to book out, so many shoots it is time for you to raise your prices so that you can do half the work and make the same amount
1: so next one is did you guys work um people asked if you worked other jobs while you started doing photography or if you just like jumped in fully committed
0: um so
1: (laughs) i was 12
0: (laughs) i have never worked another job but I was about to work at Lagoon um, my first year of doing photography.
1: Please explain what Lagoon is. Not everyone knows.
0: Uh, Lagoon is basically like a family-owned amusement park here in Utah. It's about five minutes from my house. And a lot of kids in high school will work at Lagoon as their first job and in fact, when I was younger, I wanted to be a roller coaster designer. So it only made sense for me to want to work at Lagoon. I could Anyways, see it. yeah. <laughs> I went to my first two days of training and then I asked them about how time off worked and if I'd be able to get time off because I knew I was going to be traveling a lot that summer, a lot for photos. And they basically said that I couldn't take that much time off. So I quit on the spot and went full time into photography.
2: That's good. You have some
1: experience with quitting.
0: (laughs) I have lots of experience with quitting. Not as much with jobs.
1: But with the gym, mainly. Mainly you just (laughs) don't ever start.
2: So I heard your New Year's resolution podcast and that's not going well. Neither is my dieting. I know. I know we have a bet going and it's not going well. (laughs) I'm going to get chipped tonight.
0: I'm going to start working out (laughs) while we're doing this podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I did work a job while I got started into photography. I worked at, okay, for those of you who know me, you know I love Mexican food. So it just made sense to work at a Mexican restaurant. And it was like a nice Mexican restaurant in Ogden, you know. I would take chips and salsa home regularly. It was fantastic. Um, but it got to the point, okay, so I started as a hostess and kind of worked my way up and then I started serving, which was great, but I started working, I started editing photos while I was a hostess. Like I would be hostessing and people would be coming in and I'm just editing my photos up front. And so when it got to that point, I realized that that I should probably just take it full time, which is what I did. And I was super nervous because like with a job like that you are you have a set income i guess every week and it can be um different with photography but it ended up being perfect so
1: okay next one is what are your biggest goals with photography kind of a hard one
0: um that is a hard one um but i have so many goals with photography and just like with presets Goals are always evolving. Um, You guys heard a lot of my photography goals in the New Year's Resolution podcast. But basically, my goals are always to be growing my online following, always to be um, increasing my demand so that I can raise my prices, and also just to stay inspired um, and keep shooting unique things that um, get noticed. Those are kind of my goals. And also to sell presets and, yeah, you know, you know the drill.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. My goals with photography are um, I obviously want to continue growing, but I think this last year it was so crazy. And and this year will be different because I did raise my prices. Um, but I just want to focus more on the client and um giving them like the best possible experience and becoming good friends with them and making them feel like they are so comfortable and we're best friends and we can still hang out after photos you know and um just making them feel like we actually have a good relationship and um hope because that in return will uh i mean People are going to tell other people about you and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, we're best friends, you know? And so um, it's also good. And then I think that's probably it
1: (laughs) for now. I'll keep you updated. (laughs) Okay. Um, A lot of people asked what apps you guys recommend using for editing.
0: The only app that I use on a computer is Lightroom um
1: like lunges for the mic to say that
0: (laughs) but um a lot of people are like oh can you photoshop those wrinkles out no i don't use photoshop i only use lightroom i think that photoshop is starting to become a little bit of the thing of the past and the new school photographers are starting to use lightroom a little bit more than they use photoshop but if you're editing on a phone, you're just editing phone pictures, you know, edit in Lightroom, um, get some mobile presets, and then you can also edit in Snapseed and VSCO. Visco.
2: Visco, Visco, Visco. <laughs>
0: Kirsten does love Visco.
2: <laughs> I really do. What?
0: Will you tell us what you edit with on a computer?
2: Yes, on a computer, I use Lightroom for the coloring and such, and then I move to Photoshop where I do those things that Duke hates doing. And you know what? It's not fun, but sometimes you got to do it. So, um, and I, I do it a lot less than I used to because I realized that people weren't doing that as much. And also, honestly, you look how you look, so just own it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, wait, I have to ask. So, Kirsten, have you ever, like, you know how people always, how you, okay, for instance, you, there's the picture of, like, Justin Bieber and his calvin's and then there's the edited picture you know and his body's totally different do you ever do that like do you ever adjust people's bodies or mainly just like skin stuff
2: it's mainly just skin stuff i have had people ask me to take their double chin out or to make them look skinnier which is hard to do so i most of the time will just say no if it's if it's like oh i could probably do that then yeah i'll fix it but um if it's going to take way too much time, then, I mean, you got to think of how many photos we're editing and to make someone look skinnier in that photo is not, is not realistic.
1: Now, a lot of people ask you guys why you love photography or why you keep doing it. Like what keeps you motivated? What keeps you feeling creative and inspired? <laughs> I'm going to go first on this one.
2: <laughs> um, I love photography because Of the opportunity and the people that it has brought into my life. It's been pretty amazing, the people that I've met and the um, opportunities that I've had just through, honestly, like photography and Instagram. Um, I've been places and met people that I never thought would be possible. And I mean, people from all around the world are writing us daily. They're like so inspired by our work and it's, it's pretty surreal to just know that that's that our work is what they are admiring, you know. And um also the friends that I've made through it I think is what I love the most. Duke being one of them. <laughs> we work together all the time and we get along so well just doing what we love. Both of us love taking pictures and we're able to hang out all the time through it and um I'm excited to see what other friends we can make. And no one's as good as you though, Duke.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I Kirsten got all of that sappy stuff out of the way, so I'm going to talk about what keeps me motivated um, because that was part of the question. Um, Pretty much the number one thing that keeps me motivated to keep shooting and all of that. No, it's not money. (laughs) I know that's what you were thinking. Followers? I mean...
1: (laughs) Recognition? Feeling appreciated?
0: All of the above. Gucci? (laughs) Social media keeps me so motivated there's nothing I like more than sharing a photo and hearing feedback and seeing how like people respond to it just the aspect of being able to share my photos and get responses from it is what keeps me motivated to keep creating new content and keep shooting
1: so if social media didn't exist would you not be a photographer
0: if social media didn't exist I would not be able to do what I'm doing today. Social media has completely changed my life, and I would not have any photography career if it was not for social media.
1: Okay, well, it looks like that's probably all the time that we have today, but Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on.
0: My best friend, Kirsten Jones.
1: <laughs> I love you. I love you both. Thank you guys for having me, and um, can't wait for the next podcasts. <laughs> So everybody give Kirsten a follow on Instagram. It's at Kirsten Jones.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Mode. (laughs)